The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. I'm going to be hosting today's show. Derek should be walking in at any (laughs) minute. Who knows? Nick might be walking out at any minute. Who knows? But we'll we'll try to give you guys a good show today. We're watching practice. We'll get into some of the things happening as well as some random fan questions that I received yesterday. How are you guys doing? I'm so good, AG. I'm great. Thank you. That's good. You know who's not doing well? Some of these tight ends out here (laughs) on the field. They have a game to play this Saturday, and they've only got one tight end practicing. So what's going to happen here? Yeah, that's the fun fun storylines of training camp is, like, obviously, you know, in terms of the Giants game, everything's fine. Jason Witten's around, and, and Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz should be back at some point, but... When you're trying to play a preseason game against the Texans and Marcus Lucas is the only guy available to get snaps, that's not great. Just trying to get on camera here. There we go. <laughs> Hi, Derek. Look, Derek's oh, here. Hey. What up? Magic. No, but se- seriously, so Jason Witten's taking a vet day right now. Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin are hobbled, and so there's literally one tight <laughs> would end. Would you expect Witten? I mean, I, don't, I, I, I wouldn't expect so, but will you expect him to get more snaps on I, uh, Saturday's game? I think, you know, they'll – it, it, it goes and it, it gradual, gradually increases. So he, he played a few series the other night. He'll probably play close to halftime. He might do a little bit less because I think this is not to going him. to be a, d- a dress rehearsal, though, you don't at think all. So? No, I think it's going to be the same as the Hawaii game, about 15 snaps or so for the, for the starters. That's, I don't think they're treating it that way, and it awesome. sounds like Houston is. So expect a, 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 a big W there. That you is know, A-OK with me. Party for Houston, though. You know one thing, though? That it seems like it's happening around the league more and more. Teams are just, like, not playing their starters. We saw yes. it last week yes. with the uh, with the Rams. I just heard I was riding in this morning, and I heard uh, it was the Colts and somebody else that's playing this week, and both teams are basically not playing their starters at all. Mm. I mean, like, not at all. And and it, it made me wonder, are more teams starting to do this? Are the Cowboys going to at some point start doing this a little bit more? And Rest, just not putting their guys out there, or if they put them out there, it's for one or two series. There is no more of the dress rehearsal game, like you just said, yeah. where we've gotten used to. I mean, I it, it does change things a little bit because you start seeing these injuries and teams start wondering, is it worth it to put guys uh, out there? I think it was Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers coach, that said the other day, he was like, I'd like it to be two games, like one game for my guys to knock the rust off and another game to see the guys on the back end of the roster. And I think that's what it's trending toward. Honestly, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but I think the whole thing stems from, like, you know, they charge fans for these games, and so they want to keep the illusion of it being meaningful football, and I think the coaches are just tired of it, at least some of them. Yeah, like, no, and, this is nonsense. And everybody would get more money if you did it that way. I mean, the, the teams get more money. The players would get more money. I, I don't know if you're going to play 18 games, but, I mean, that's probably what you would well, do. You'd, obviously, play, yeah, you'd yeah. play 18 games, and so um, you'll have people in the fourth quarter of those games showing up. So. Yeah. I mean, that's all going to be about this next CBA. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be one of the things they'll be negotiating is whether they'll change up, you know, how many regular season games they have, how many preseason games. I bet you when, this, when the new CBA is decided, whenever that is, I bet you they'll decrease the number of preseason games. I all think right. we'd all be happy with that. I would love that. <laughs> Let's get into some questions. Yesterday we talked quite a bit about Jalen's 
new contract extension. And I received the question in regards to Lyle Collins, which is the guy that we've talked about. And, you know, big question mark here. Is it possible for him to stay here? Or would he get more money somewhere else? With what happened with Jalen and his contract, do you feel that Lyle gives the Cowboys the same hometown love that Jalen gave for them taking a chance on him when, you know, he fell down the board during the draft? I don't know who asked that question. It's a good question, though, and it's one, and it's one that the Cowboys are have their fingers crossed that will will happen, um, because they they have done that. They they reach out for him. They've already given him one contract. They would like for him to do that, um, but you know we'll, we'll see if, if if that happens. But either way, and Dave has pointed this out before. Either way, on on Lyle Collins, even a discounted deal, a hometown discount, not breaking the bank, is still going to flirt with the range of what Tyron Smith is making. He might create another issue there, but they're hopeful of that. That's one guy that they're thinking if they're going to get a hometown deal, it could be him because it won't be Malik Collins. He's got the same agent as Dak. He's focused on something else right now. And which, you know, I, as he probably should be. He's yeah, right. focused on something else right Dak. now. On oh. getting the deck oh, deal done. Oh, I thought you said Malik was focused Actually, on something so, else right sorry. now. I, I mean, if Malik's focused on maximizing his payday, I can't blame the guy Absolutely for somebody not. that's battled Absolutely so not. many injuries. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if he can go out and have – if he looks as good in, during the season as he does right now, he will be in line for a pretty sizable raise. That's still – even if you get – even if Lyle takes a hometown discount, like you were saying, and that number is flirting with where – Yeah, 10 can million. You afford, like, that's, they can't keep – I wouldn't assume they could keep – they can keep giving these big deals to that number of players, right? Well, no, oh, go ahead. Connor, I mean, Connor McGovern's looked really good here at camp. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done anything, and, and that's something that you wish that you could start thinking, okay, we got. I know what we have here. I still think you know you've got solid depth in, in the line. Um, I think Suofilo is a player that I, you could keep for a, a while. And Connor might be might be a right tackle, so I, yeah. I could see them saying we just can't pay everyone. And here's yeah. one that we drafted well, and you know, I mean, Jalen just took a home down hometown discount. I was wrong about that. I said it yesterday, so anything's possible. But you're absolutely right. Even a discount would be a huge deal. So I don't. I have a hard time thinking they can find the space for him. And on top of that. Lyle already did that. Like he took a discounted True. contract to kind of make some of his money back, and especially. With the money he's, you know, lost from everything that happened to him in the draft process, I would just assume he wants to go see what he can find on the open market because it will probably be a lot of money. And here's another question I would have for you guys. I think Lyle is a good tackle. I think he's a good right tackle. Do you think he's such a great right tackle that you have to spend the money rather than going back and saying, let's take a young guy and develop a young guy in that in that position? I think you're right about that. I, I, this, I think you just play this year out. Let's see how, what Tyron Smith does left side health-wise. Is he, is he good? I mean, he's still got issues, back issues. I mean, this team's got back issues now. You know, I mean, think about it. He's got some back issues that keeping him out at times. Zach Martins hasn't practiced in a while. Zeke? I was, thinking, I was just thinking about the offensive line right now. No, okay. Just the line. Right. I mean, and, and, so – there's a lot of questions to be answered. Yeah, getting him locked up would be good if you if you can get it. I will say this, and I said that yesterday too, is like you don't know everything that motivates these players all the time. And if there's a guy kind of like Tyron Smith who like 
doesn't want to be bothered by all that type of stuff. Lyle strikes me as that type of guy. Like he's yeah. a he is a low key guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's close with his mom and his brother who live in Louisiana. I think he likes how close Dallas is. He likes to, to get out to the nature and fish. Yeah, he and fishes like, he's that, that guy. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't strike me as a dude who wants to move to Buffalo just because they're offering <laughs> him a lot of money. Good point. That was unless not, they got good, unless they've do got that? good fishing. Honestly, unless that, they've got good fishing. That was not intended as a shot at who, Cole Beasley. Who did that? Oh. It was not intended as a shot. I <laughs> it just was intended it. as a shot for Buffalo. Like, what, well, what was I'm shot? just saying, like a guy from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, probably doesn't want to live in upstate New York. If I had to guess. Okay. All right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. You know. Well, all right. Anyway. Well, are you, sorry. Were you gonna say something else, Nick? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like you said, upstate New York, and and you know. These negotiations, I'll just, I'll just say, I, I, I got a chance to talk to some people yesterday, and there, there's so many other things involved with the, the negotiations, and, and state income tax has been, has been mentioned a lot in the negotiations. And it, it's funny, it was, it was uh, Goff and Wentz have, I mean, Wentz has a contract. Goff didn't get the second contract, but not yet, not yet. But if it, it's funny, if they had the exact same contract. Mm-hmm. Apparently, from what I was told, Goff would make $10 million less mm-hmm. than Wentz, who and they still have a state income tax there. So, like, California's so, crazy. Yeah, and so the, that's one of the factors that, like, you know, Dak, they're just looking at this list from all the websites that say these are the highest paid players. But, like, what are you taking home? What you, and that's what the Cowboys are trying to fight here. Yeah. And there's other issues, too, we can talk about later about, the, about guaranteed money and stuff like that. That, that are factoring into the deal. But yeah, I just looked it up in California, state income tax for the highest earners, which these guys would fall sure. into, 13.3%. That's just your state income tax. That doesn't include whatever federal government taxes you so have to pay. We always, so it, that does make a huge difference, right? We always say, like, man, it's it's so crazy how, like, everybody on the Cowboys roster lives in Dallas because that's not like that everywhere else. Is it really that crazy no. when you think that it helps you keep a lot of money by oh, living here? And, by the way, too. former players, a ton of former players that didn't even play for Dallas yep. move here and want to live in the state of Texas, whether it's Dallas, Houston, Austin, whatever, yep. because there is no state income tax. It makes a difference. You know, another guy that's looking for a contract is Byron Jones. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm tired of the contract talk, so let's move (laughs) on from that (laughs) for a little bit. Let's talk about his injury. Where is he at right now? I know fans keep asking, is he really going to be ready for week one? We we actually saw something with him today. He's, um, what do you see? He's doing re- well. He's been doing rehab, but he had his uniform on. He had his helmet on and his and his jersey, and he's still not doing football stuff. But that seems to me like a step in the right direction. If he's trying to get used to moving in his uniform again, that seems like a good sign. Uh, Garrett said he's still a little bit away from getting off of pup, but maybe that'll happen in the next week or two. But everything I've heard is that he's still on track to try to be ready for the opener. So now, we'll on the field, we saw Sean Lee doing some things. Speaking of the linebackers group, do you think that the Cowboys have the best linebacker combo in the NFL? Combo? Mm. Yes. Um, I know there's somebody that can – I mean, who? Carolina's got somebody. It's not Thomas Davis anymore. No, but, it's not. Um, who is From it? one to three. It seemed like it was somebody else, though, that I saw. Shaq. Somebody put it something together on Twitter. Oh, it seemed well, like there were one hey, or two. Forget Carolina. I mean, Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright. There you go. That's what it was. That was Seattle. the one that they said was the best. And I agree. I, that's probably the best one. From one to right. three, though. I mean, One to three, you probably got the best. Jalen Layton and Sean, it's hard to find. I mean, you got pro bowlers or damn near pro bowlers at all three spots. It's yeah. not bad. Are they? Okay. Again, sorry. We're going all over the map with this, okay? Are there any injuries 
right now that worry you for game one? Byron. All the all those guys. Byron, Tyrone, Tyrone DeMarcus. Crawford. I just yeah. – where what's he doing? I'm less worried about Tyrone because I don't know that – I don't know what his role is even going to be. Like, he's not – I don't know that they don't have like they don't feel like they're they're fine to be able to roll out game one without him. Byron immediately steps in and starts game one if he's healthy. Yeah, I would assume. Tyrone, I mean, this is a, so this is a shorts and shells practice as you can see from the monitor. But uh, Tyrone's down there. He's so he took yesterday off. But part of him and Demarcus's plan is that they're both out here today. So they're ramping up. But I mean, until I see him playing football, it just gives me pause. Let's let's talk a little bit about what and if you're not getting to watch, if you're just watching the podcast or listen to the podcast, sorry, but but we're getting to watch this. And number five is a guy, Taryn Christian, kind of an interesting story. And they're playing him all over the place. They're trying to play him all over the place here. And I don't know if have y'all seen two. I've seen two drops in a row now from him. Yeah. So this, you know, this is a fourth quarterback. Can you do everything, return kicks, play running back, receiver? Doesn't Explain why they're doing that, though. It's not so that they can line him up on Sundays. Explain what the purpose is in doing that. Yeah, Jamil Showers is probably not going to be on the practice squad again, and you want a guy that can do multiple things. He's a perfect scout team player if he can do it. If he right, can that's catch what the Explain. ball, run the ball, be another team's Russell Wilson at times, be another running back, scat back, just do a bunch of different things if you can do it. And they're trying to see if he can do it just off the small sample size that you're watching there. It's, it yeah, right. Because the thing, about, thing to consider here, and this is what I wanted to make sure fans understand, the thing to consider here is when you think about the roster and the number of players you have, you don't always have a ton of guys that can get out there and their purpose that week is to yeah. basically emulate what they're going to face. And so if you can get a guy that has this multidimensional, has some speed, has some mm. quickness, can run routes, can, can play quarterback, now what you can do is you can take that guy and whoever you're playing that week, if you have a dynamic player at quarterback, maybe he's the scout team quarterback that right. week. If you have a dynamic player at receiver, maybe he's the scout team receiver that week. It gives you some opportunities to kind of move him around. If you've got a player that you're playing that, that really is a guy that's, that can play multiple spots, maybe you can use him in that way. Right. That's why a player like him becomes valuable to you if he has a lot of different skills. What's going to be interesting is you see the screen here, number three, Mike White. I can't imagine him making the team. I can't imagine him being on, on showing anything where you're like, we've got to hang on to him. And and I can't really see another team saying we'll take him and put him on our on our roster. So I think he would be practice squad eligible. He would be. to come back. Do you need two two quarterbacks well, now in your practice squad? You could make an argument that Taron Christian could be more valuable to you because sure. of all the different stuff he can do. Yeah. And do you have room for two quarterbacks on your practice squad? I don't remember the Cowboys ever doing that. Maybe they have. But a, Mike yeah. White is purely a quarterback, whereas Taron Christian could conceivably do five or six different things for you. So that's definitely something to watch, I say, as Mike White throws an interception <laughs> to Jeff Ah, uh, That's not surprising. Was that Mikey? Uh, wait, what? Oh, oh yeah, that was, was that Mike. Let's, yeah. let's go ahead and take a quick break. <sighs> when we come back, let's discuss how these young guys on the D-line are developing at this point. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. 
Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single-game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to Today. Back to the break. Back. All right, we talked about Demarcus Lawrence. We know that there are some of other veteran guys on the D line that are injured and still recovering. With that <laughs> happening, I'm glad everybody gets to see that. Yeah, they you know, do. I'm trying to integrate because they see the, they see guy. the other end of it. I'm trying to integrate my social with my radio with. All that good stuff. I'll tag you. Don't worry, Amber. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, with that being said, these guys being out, younger guys getting more time to practice, blah, blah, blah. How have you seen their development? <laughs> and how how Give me award feel? winning. <laughs> I know. Thanks. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel that their development is going at this point? I see some fans are, are kind of concerned that during the games they haven't necessarily seen much happening from the D-line and these younger guys, not many flashes going on. So how do you feel at this point? I disagree with that, though. I think I have seen those guys flash. Wow. I have seen those guys flash. I mean, you know, Walker and and I mean, there have been there. I think, you know, you look at you look at the defensive line. Defensive line to me has probably been the area where there's been more flash of, of any position that you can say in the preseason, in my opinion, I think those guys have flashed quite a bit. What do you guys think? I mean, Nick has been in love with Jalen Jelk since we got to camp, and he hasn't given him any reason not to be. I mean, yeah. Yeah, th- they all kind of take their, off a little bit. They take their turns. I yeah. mean, Ricky Walker has really shown up yeah. since the game started. Um, if I'm just going, again, you know, you can form your own opinions based on watching it, but if I'm just going from having conversations with people, like, they love Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. Yeah. They and, really like him. And I know we're talking about defensive line, but it would, a guy just had an interception, and, and I can just tell you, Donovan Wilson uh, on the team. I think he's going to make Check the button. team. No, no. Like that, and I said that, too, and I was like, yeah, it looks no. like he's going to make it. And it was like, no, no. He's on the team. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Parcells did that one time, like 2004. He, there's a linebacker out of Texas named Kalen Thornton. Yep. I don't know if you remember, remember him. Kalen Thornton. Yeah. He, he ended up having microfractures. Jalen dancing Jaylen. for us right now. That <laughs> was awesome. Go. If you're watching, he's going to be on the team too. Yeah, he. But was. but Bill just said, told the whole. He was like, oh, he's he's on the team. 
He was just like real emphatic. And that I kind of got that out of date. Nice, uh, right. nice catch by Cedric Wilson. Uh, I got that uh, from that? Donovan. Um, oh. It was Cooper Rush. Rush that threw that. Donovan Wilson on the team. So if you want he? Darian Thompson, Kayvon Frazier, they can figure that out. I love you, man. No. Kayvon's the one you're going to be watching on. Like, if no. you think about this whole roster and you're like, what guys am I going to be looking for when I look at cuts? That's the name I'm going to be looking am, for, Kayvon. I'm that's nervous. I am nervous for my guy, Kayvon. But yeah. I mean, I'm not Chris Richard by any stretch, but. Donovan Wilson, he's got plenty of growing to do, but like he looks a lot more comfortable in coverage than your average yeah. sixth yeah. round he, rookie. He might be pads off on the Thursday night game. Wow. Thursday, really? Yeah. Wow. yeah, he might be. I mean, they got enough bodies for that. No, maybe not. <laughs> right maybe not. That's a pretty big no, one. They really but okay, don't. you're gonna put him in a ball cap. We huh? don't need him getting injured. See your favorite. <laughs> he's your favorite rookie safety since Ahmad Dixon wore 37. Is he gonna, he's going to like. I thought he was 36. Oh, I actually, I think he was. I think you're right. Don't get us started on numbers. Hopefully. Yeah. Sorry. Can we just Please say on the air that, that we made a mistake? And we yes, did. We messed bus. that up. I get it. Oh, we messed that up. And Brian we Westbrook. We forgot. Sorry. Yeah. We Brian messed it up bad. Sorry about yeah. that. But Donovan Wilson's been great. Well, give me a quick prediction. So, we've seen how good the defense has been all throughout training camp. They, I think that they've been better than the offense overall. I would agree. With that, and we've seen picks going on here and there. So, would you say that the defense would have more than five interceptions this year? They the whole defense? Freaking better. They better. They yeah. better. Is that how they had more than that last year, right? I don't remember, I mean, honestly. I know. Well, I know late in kind of. Leighton and Woods theirs. tied. Leighton and Xavier Woods tied for the team lead with two, and that's just not good enough. Not first of all, not for how much talent they have, and second of all, not for what we've seen. Yeah. Uh, these guys don't even really have a pass rush right now. Demarcus Lawrence is not practiced. Yada yada yada, and they're getting their hands on everything. Like, if I was 15. trying, if I was trying to sell a pessimistic Cowboys fan on why this they should be excited that the team will be better, I would probably say because it looks like the back seven of this defense has taken a step. Everybody, from Xavier Woods to Cheeto to Jordan Lewis to Leighton and Jalen don't look like they've experienced any kind of drop-off during the offseason, and they just look like they're ready to ball out. And taking a step in an area that they haven't consistently been good at, which is taking the ball away. That's something or, that we – it looks like from what we've seen so far, even just they getting, are better there. Even just getting their hands on it, which, yeah, like interceptions are king, but yeah. just even getting your hands on the football is so important, and they've been doing that all through camp. Yep. All right, I'm going to give you three names. You need to tell me who makes the roster, who goes to the practice squad, and who you say goodbye to. Ooh. All right? All right. Luke Gifford, Donovan Alumba, and then Devin Smith. Who do you keep on the roster out of those three? Uh, I I don't think anybody's you're saying bye to anybody on that in that group. Um, if you had to. Well, okay. Well, that's, that's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really annoying right now and say I don't like Luke Gifford's not technically technically gonna be on the roster because I think right. he'll probably that's move into injured to. reserve when the season starts. But Luke Gifford is going to make the the team. Like yeah. Yeah. if he'll he was going here. somewhere, it would have happened by now. So he's on the team. I doubt he'll be on the 53 because they'll move him to IR. Uh, Donovan Alumba is tough. I, I'm, I lean toward thinking he'll be on the team because you can't risk having him go on waivers. Yeah. Who was the last? Oh, Devin Smith. Devin Smith. Those are both really like those. I said this the other day. Like the coaching staff has probably made up their mind about 40 of these guys. You know, like they know, they know it might even be 45. Like there might only be six spots where they're still 
not yeah. sure. And yeah. I think Devin Smith and Donovan Alumba are two of those, though. Like, they got to keep this going all the way through. I think both of those guys will play both of these preseason the, games, the, I would think. The interesting thing about those two players, Smith and Alumba, the reason that one of them might be here is because of speed. The reason one of them might not be is because of speed. Alumba, it can get his hands on the ball and all that kind of stuff. But if you put him out against elite players, he's going to be exposed. And that's the fear with him. He just can't run. He doesn't run like the other guys. And he makes up for it with size and length. But he's also playing against second and third receivers on this team. I think if you put him in games, even in special teams, I think the speed is a problem. Devin Smith, the other, uh, on the other hand, that's what's keeping him in the equation is the speed. So th it's interesting that those two guys are being paired up like this. Um, and I think what well, they say, speed kills, right? What's interesting it comes too, down to it, I would say Devin Smith over Alumba. If that's the last guy, I think I think you go that route. I don't want to diminish anything that Alumba's done. Me either. I mean, no, no, no. But and, but what I'm going to say is, you know, we we say this all the time is like every team's got a John V. Johnson. Like every team's got a fast receiver that they don't think they can stash, but. Every team's probably got a talented cornerback who needs some sort of more seasoning, too. So it wouldn't surprise me if he did get through to the practice squad. But, but Alumba. I, I will oh, say this, though. I maybe. don't know that what I've seen from him during training camp in the preseason, I don't know that I've seen that many times with the Cowboys when you get to the depth of their cornerback. So yeah. I don't know that every team has that in yeah, camp. You might be right? right. I think it's hard to find good cornerback talent. And I, would, I, I hear what you're saying, Nick, and I agree with it. I would love to see for myself – what he looks like against some of that elite competition. I, yeah. I would love for them to throw him out there against one yeah. because the way I look at Alumba, if I'm keeping him, I'm not keeping him so much for this year. I'm keeping him because I don't know what's going to happen with Byron Jones next year. I don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Brown next year. I want to have some insurance so that if I need to have a guy kind of step in, I've developed him to the point where he's ready to step in by next year and be a guy that's contributing a lot more if you feel like he's good enough to be able to handle that elite talent. Yeah, and, the, and then the question is, is what about Mike Jackson, yep. the fifth-round pick? about to say that. But I, I think at this point, I think you can – you know, I think you, you – we're going to find out this year of what these what this team really thinks about their draft picks from first-round picks <laughs> all the way down yeah. to seventh-round picks. And so – Was that Daniel Ross that just – swatted the ball out of Mike White's hand in the pocket like that? I think it was. Just brutalizing this third quarterback. It's, yeah, it's not great today. Um, that's <laughs> a good guy. That's a good point, though. I mean, you know, Taco, Taco's not safe. Mm -mm. And I'm curious about Mike Jackson, too, because they love holding on to their draft picks. They do not cut rookie draft picks very often. But but Donovan Alumba's clearly had a better camp than him. Clearly. Yep. I see a lot of people keep asking about Randy Gregory and what's going on with him. They understand that he has not applied to be reinstated yet. Here's Derek's favorite question. Is there a reason why? That is Derek's favorite question. <laughs> you never want to see that text on your phone. <laughs> so is there a reason why we haven't heard about Randy Gregory It's always at 9.45, too. It's a.m. or p.m. That's usually 9.45 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's the set. Like, I, I said this before, like, I, I wish I had more for y'all on Randy Gregory. Like, it's it's always so convoluted with him. There's always, like, five different storylines. You know, like, somebody will report that he's applying for reinstatement, and then the truth is that he's actually organizing his application for reinstatement. I, I really don't know, and it's been quiet. I honestly – I talked to somebody before we went to camp, and I was like, you think we'll see Randy while we're in California? And that person was like – I think we'll see him. Maybe not on the football field, but I think we'll see him. So well, that clearly didn't happen. Yeah. Fan? Um, I so don't know what that means. 
I'm just being around the team, I guess. But uh, clearly that hasn't happened, and, and yeah. no, in this case, no news seems like bad news. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know, and I know a lot of people are asking about that because Josh Gordon just got reinstated, but, man, what, with, with 10 days or however many days it is until they cut the roster, like, I'm, I'm just assuming we're not going to see him in the near future. And, and if he does, I mean, you, everyone's worried about Zeke's, you know, conditioning and what's he going to be like when he comes back. I mean, what do you think about Randy Gregory? I know I, do, I know from talking to people that he's, he's working, or he was the last time I checked in on it. Like, he's got trainers and stuff, and he's not out of – you know, he, sh he should be in shape. Obviously, that's so much different than actually playing football, but – I Greg think he's been working. I just don't know what that means as far as when he might be able to come Josh back. Gordon, Gregory, and Zeke, yeah. they're, all, they're all the same in the fact that they've been called freaks before, athletic freaks mm -hmm. of, of nature. And they, if anybody can do not be around the team and come back and kind of get themselves involved, they can do it. I don't know how effective they'll be, but. It would be fun. It would be fun if he came back. I just It's one of those things where i got to see it to believe it's going to happen. And he's also at a position where you can sometimes afford to kind of come in and go get the quarterback. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You know, you line him up yeah. on third down and yeah. say, just go get that guy. If he got re There's no secret to where he's right. going to go. He's go going there. Guy. If he got, you know. let's hypothetically, not saying anything, but if he hypothetically got reinstated the week of the Giants game, he would be rushing the passer by the Dolphins game, which is week three. Like he, two yeah. weeks after that, they'd mm. be like, yeah, we're going to give him eight snaps. See Same with Robert do. Quinn coming yeah. off of suspension. Oh, mm. see, that goes back to the whole that would be fun thing. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, at what point should the Cowboys consider trading Zeke? Hmm. Back to the break. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yup. But please don't. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to the break. Welcome back. The Cowboys are stretching on the field. They've ended their practice for this, their final practice for this week before they face the Texans at AT&T Stadium this Saturday. Now, I have a few Zeke questions for you guys. Yeah, the you first, left us with a doozy right before that break. First one. Fans want to know, at what point should the Cowboys start considering trading Zeke? At no, or no point. At no point. Why mm. wouldn't I? I mean, you seem kind of doubtful over there. Too. Oh, I am. Yeah. If you say at no point, walk I mean, me. Walk me through this. I. I mean, you're right. I guess there is a point. But first of all, I still don't believe he's going to miss games. Right. I agree with you. I would have to be. It would have to happen first before I'm even thinking about it. Um, multiple. And then, and then what's, what, what price are you going to get for it, especially in the middle of the season? And, you know, at that point, let's say, okay, has, Zeke has missed like six games. It's obvious he's not going to report. And, honestly, that would probably damage the relationship here beyond repair. Yeah. So do you do it in the middle of the season before the trade deadline? Could you get somebody to give you a first-round pick for Zeke like you got, did with Amari Cooper? See, here's the deal. It, it ultimately will depend, too, on – uh, how stubborn the Cowboys want to be. And what I mean by that is, let's say you get, let's say that, that picture you just painted is accurate. It's going to be, he's missed six games at this point. Um, and let's say, by the way, Cowboys are still doing pretty well. They, they're running games decent to good to better. Maybe it's better. Um, and their team's winning. Um, I almost wonder if the Cowboys look at it like, hey, unless we get a, a, an offer that blows our socks off, just out of principle, so other players don't try this later, we're going to let you sit. And if you want to sit for the next two to three years, we'll let you sit for the next two to three years while we own your rights. You can show up if you choose. If you don't, you can sit at home. Either way, your only two choices are to play for us or not play football at all. And I wonder if they would be that hardcore in a situation like that and just be like, unless we get a great offer, we're not, we're not dealing with it. The tone that's coming from the Jones family recently suggests that they might be willing to do that, yeah. in my opinion. But that, and I guess that's my thing is like nobody's gonna give you a high enough price to make it worth it. You know what I mean? Like somebody gives you, you a one, know. it's worth it. Is somebody gonna give you a one? Maybe not. Knowing no, I mean, if you're trading for Zeke, you yeah. are doing so with the understanding that you have to give him a new contract because right. that's why he's not here in the first place. Look, I get all that, and I agree with you. That it's not likely. I'm saying what I do know is that there are okay. 32 teams in this league, and often they do things. One of them decides to do some things, and I'm like, that's a brain-dead move. You're, okay, you're right, because AG asked, at what point do you do it? And right. I guess if it's midseason and he's not here and somebody wants to give me a one, then I would I do, do it. it. And I guess the reason why I said there's no point is because I don't see happening. that happening. <laughs> right. uh, I also don't see Zeke missing games. I'll say it for I the 10 millionth time. So – I'm just not even fretting about it right well, now. Well, we shall see. All right, back at training camp, we listened to a lot of his teammates talk about how they understand what's going on and they support his business, you know. Now that fans are starting to kind of turn on this whole thing, do you think that his teammates are 
maybe starting to turn on him as well at this point? I think I think his teammates probably approach it a lot like I do. Like they he's he's handling his business. He's trying to get a new contract. I think as guys who would like new contracts of their own and understand the business of the NFL, I think they respect that. I think the only way it could turn is if he's not here when the games start. I think you're probably talking about something different. That's a then. turning point. And I, then, sorry. No, good, to, good, no good. But if he's not here for games, then you're like, well, now you're affecting my ability to, like, I'm trying to win games, play well, reach the playoffs, and improve not just my team standing but my lot in life. And you yeah. are messing with that if you're not there for games. And I, I think that's when players would get mad. I agree with that, but I think there's a caveat to that. I think that doesn't happen by week one if he's not here. Because, like I said, I think you they play the game. If they win the game, and running game's good, everything looks pretty good, I, don't, I think they say, handle your business, man. You're yeah. handling your business. Because, again, it's not affecting my business. Right. Now, let's say that he doesn't show up and they go on a three-game losing streak to start the season and the running game is atrocious. Yeah. Now, yep. I think you can have a situation where people in the locker room start saying, dude, you ain't helping us. Like, if you ain't helping us, then you need to either – you need to do something different because your responsibility is to the team and you're not handling your responsibility and it's, to the it's, team. I mean, the same thing with Le'Veon Bell. Like, all those guys had his back until <laughs> he didn't show up when it mattered. And literally, right. I don't remember who it was, but, like, guys on the Steelers were like, he told us he'd be here for there the season. There were offensive linemen talking about it. Yeah, they were like, yeah. he told us he'd be here when it mattered and he's not here. Yeah. And that's when you run the risk of making your teammates mad. I don't think they care right now. I really don't. Like, Demarcus Lawrence, and I respect it, he he did his own thing where he held off on getting shoulder surgery because yeah. he knew that yeah. would give him leverage. Like these guys know you got to do what you got to do when you're, you know, the at best your career might last ten years. They understand that. Derek, you mentioned the three-game losing streak. See or no? Do you see the Cowboys possibly going there without Zeke? No. The teams that they're playing the first three games of the season, I think they got even without Zeke. I think they got more talent than those teams. Um, so I think they should be able to be okay. Maybe they don't win them all three. I doubt very seriously they go 0-3 to open the season. If they go 0-3 against those teams to open the season, it's going to be a long, oh, long year. No. That's, I wonder, long, long year. I bet Zeke is privately miffed that the start of the schedule is right. so weak. He's like, why can't we start with, like, Saints-Packers? <laughs> yeah, because next, the next four after that, oh, yeah. that's when you're like, oh, but, wow, uh -huh. that's going to be that's gonna be some tough competi competition. Maybe I run the risk of sounding like a homer, but they should – they should be good enough to go 3-0 and against New York, Washington, and Miami without Zeke. They okay. should be able to win all three of those games without Zeke. I don't know if they will. Washington's usually pretty dramatic. Like, division yeah. games are usually Washington's tough, hard, and it's, it's on the road. That'll be hard. That'll at be the hard same game. time, like, since Dak got here, what? They're 5-1 they're and one against Washington during Dak's tenure. Yeah. And I don't think they had Zeke for all of those. Like, yeah. they but it seems to be those are hard games. It's not like no, you no, just roll, no, they're always, roll, right? They're always tough. Yeah. But yeah. you usually win. Like, they should beat those three teams without And, Zeke. by the way, you're playing in one of those games, you're playing a rookie quarterback that will be a second game in Washington. That's what I'm saying. So, again, you, you should have every advantage to be able to or be successful. if it's not Dwayne Haskins, then it's Case Keenum. Who right. you sh I mean, if this is a top-five defense, you should be able to beat Case Keenum. So, so. I, think they're, I think they're okay. I'm not worried. And that's the part that should worry, in my opinion, if I were Zeke in his camp. That would worry me because yeah. if I'm thinking about holding out games, the perception of my value diminishes with every win they get, and, and especially if the running game looks pretty good, right? Every For every one of those 14-yard touchdown runs that Tony Pollard has mm -hmm. that he had last week, yep. his, his, his leverage 
diminishes a bit, at least in public perception. Yeah. I just I have to see it to believe that he's going to be willing to do that. Because, yeah, I think it would involve – I think he would have to sit out for five or six weeks to genuinely make his point, and I just don't – I don't see it. That's going to be tough. All right, shoot him – okay, Final question or no final, final question? question? Final question. We got to wrap. <laughs> okay. wrap early. We got to okay? wrap early, but we'll do the final question. All right. Should Amari Cooper sign before the season in case Michael Gallup develops into a number one quality receiver? Do you think that Gallup's development could affect, at the end of the day, how the Cowboys decide to handle Amari's contract? I saw somebody ask that the other day. One, I don't think so because, one, okay, Zeke or no Zeke, this is a run-oriented team with a, a quarterback that I think is going to run more. You've got Jason Witten. Amari Cooper theoretically should play for you. You've got Randall Cobb. Like, even if Michael Gallup is as good as I think he will be, he's not going to catch, like, even 60 passes this year probably. Like, there's just not enough football to go around. Yeah. On, but on top of that, like, the trade for Amari Cooper only makes sense if you sign him up long-term. Like, it, that's the only way it makes sense. Because, so you're going to give up a first-round pick, which means you have control of him for five years. Like, Leighton Vander Esch is going to be playing for you for cheap for at least three, if not five years, because you hit on him in the draft. If you don't let – if you don't re-sign Amari Cooper, you got, what, 20 Two. games out of him yep. and then let him go? So I know it's a lot of money to give the guy, but – it's just a forfeit of a draft pick if you don't keep him around here long term. And I don't know why you wouldn't want to. Like, he's a good character guy. He's obviously a good football player. Like, I have no problem signing him to a long-term deal. Yep. So I, I, that would be strange to me if they just decided they didn't want to do it. Derek agrees with that. Cool. Cool beans. <laughs> Sorry. Well put, right. Dave. No, no, no. It was good. Well, well put. put. Well put. Very well put. All right, guys. This is all the time we have for today. I know there's going to be another show tomorrow. The Cowboys won't be practicing, but we'll be here for We're another show. Back in the studio the break. Back in the First studio. Time in a long time. That'll be fun. Yeah. Get some nice AC in there. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This has been uh, – how is it, Brandon? For Derek Eagleton. You're hosting. You don't have to listen to him. You do whatever you want. <laughs> but, you know, for Derek Eagleton, David Hellman, Amber Garcia, Neku disappeared. This has been Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!